HMS Beagle is one of the iconic ships of Britain's maritime history. If you were asked to name ships, any five you came up with would have Beagle in it. Um, therefore, it's something which, uh, as far as I'm concerned, ought to be found and preserved as an inspiration to future generations as to what was achieved on basically very, very little resources. When we started this, it was because we sort of thought there was this parallel with Beagle 2, and we thought, well, we ought to follow up what happened to it. And Judith, my wife, was the person who named Beagle 2 after Darwin's ship. Uh, she did some research and came up with the fact that it had been sold, first of all, given to the Coast Guard, and then when the Coast Guard grew tired of it, they sold it for scrap, and she found the advertisements in the newspaper when it was sold and saying where it was and of course then we went there and we found uh, uh, there was a place on the shore that actually fitted Beagle and uh, we geophysically surveyed the place and showed that this is a genuine sort of dock that was made all the right proportions and the next stage can only be uh, let's try and excavate some of it and of course uh, I'm involved with genuine archaeologists to do this I'm not going down there with a spade and bucket, I assure you. HMS Beagle was a very adventurous mission. It was an expedition. You know, it was there to pathfinder something which might lead to greater things. It had to discover you know, the way around uh, South America in order to get to the, you know, the eastern parts of the world, uh, which was, uh, and we were trying to explore Mars, and uh, therefore it was the analogy between the ship and the spacecraft as opposed to the analogy between the science of the two missions, because Darwin didn't set out to discover life. We did. Darwin actually ended up finding out how life evolved, which... Uh, in a way, was what we were trying to do with Beagle 2. We were trying to see whether life evolved on another body in the solar system, which was a pretty fundamental question to attack. We wanted to find out whether life was different somewhere else, and that's a straight comparison with what uh, HMS Beagle ended up doing. It wasn't what it started out to do, but it's what it ended up doing. Darwin showed that life on Earth developed in different ways in different places because those places were isolated from each other at that time when people didn't trek down the world. We were actually going to go to a place which was totally separated from Earth and therefore if we were to find life it must almost certainly have evolved differently. The key to Darwin's discoveries was he had an example of life that he knew about in Europe and an example of life far far away he was able to show, well, this must have actually gone through a process entirely differently. So if we'd found life on Mars, we'd have had two lives to compare and contrast. It would have taught us an immense amount about how life began and developed. If uh, we could find out that uh, there was another life, that life on Earth wasn't unique, then you'd made this fantastic leap 
to find out that we aren't alone in the universe. And that is big, big, big discovery. The instruments that we put on Beagle 2, we looked at the ones that uh, HMS Beagle carried in the 1830s, and the parallels were so similar. We take cameras in space missions to take pictures, obviously. HMS Beagle took an artist, didn't have cameras, so the artist was to paint where they went. There were all the sorts of things on there that you could imagine we would have on space missions, where there are things to measure. Fitzroy was obsessed by meteorology. We had on Beagle a meteorology package so we could do the wind and the temperature and the pressures on Mars. Darwin actually took a little kit to analyse the rocks he discovered. Of course, that was what we were going to Mars for. What's the composition of the rocks? Are these rocks similar to the ones on Earth? And of course, Darwin is most well known for the fact that he looked at the animals. We didn't expect to find animals on Mars, but he was a geologist as well. Before he was a botanist, he was a geologist. And so he analysed the rocks. He has a little blowpipe that he would blow flames across the rock and, and uh, measure the spectrum. Of course, we had a spectrometer too that was going to measure the rocks. So uh, it was just so similar. And so, you know, nothing changes in science. Science advances, but the actual philosophy of doing science doesn't change much. HMS Beagle was a mission, an expedition that uh, people remember after 200 years. They still remember it. We felt that Britain going to Mars would be something that would likewise be remembered. And of course, we haven't had 200 years, but I'm still recognised in the street by people who say, oh, you were the guy that ran Beagle too, weren't you? It has stuck in people's memories, and I hope it will stick for a little bit longer. Fitzroy's expedition was not the first HMS Beagle expedition, it was the second one. So we live in hope maybe we'll have the second mission of Beagle 2 one day.